When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome to the Why Blank Lost cast preview for Big Brother 24. I'm David Bloomberg, and with me is my new co-host for the summer, Ovi Kabir from Big Brother 21. Hey, y'all. Super happy to join you guys. This has always been a lifetime dream. Being on Big Brother wasn't much of a lifetime dream, but being a co-host <laughs> with David Bloomberg on Wide Point Gloss is a lifetime dream. So you are stuck <laughs> with me this entire season. So I apologize in advance. <laughs> so for anyone who's uh, wondering, where's Jessica? At the end of the Survivor 42 wrap-up, I announced two things. Uh, first, that this Y-Blank Lost would be back for Big Brother after skipping last season. And second, that Jessica would not be able to do it because of her work obligations. But I am beyond thrilled to have Ovi here, uh, bringing both experience from inside the Big Brother house and a very insightful strategic mind. That's a big compliment, David. I'm not sure how strategic it is, but I do appreciate it. I mean, here's the thing is, when David reached out to me and asked me, hey, Ovi, uh, you're our second option, your third or fourth option. Everyone dropped out, essentially. So would you be interested in coming along? At first, I didn't think I was going to do it. The schedule was busy. But Hannah, my, my partner, she looked at me and she who said, is, Why, Who is you making be? an appearance behind you right now? She is making, she's taking the dog out right now. <laughs> <laughs> we were alive here. But she essentially told me, she's like, why would you not do it? Because if you don't do this and talk about Big Brother Tim, you're just going to talk my ear off about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably just going to be in the shower just talking about why this person lost, why they went home. And, you know, 
And when really, when you think about it, if you close both eyes, you can't tell the difference between David and Hannah. So um, it, yeah. it's like he, he's right there for me. So um, that convinced me. And then also, I've always been a big fan of the RHAP family, essentially. So I'm super excited to join here. I appreciate, appreciate David bringing me on board. <laughs> well, just as we switched co-hosts for BB24, uh, Big Brother has already switched one of the contestants from their cast announcement earlier today. They made a few hour preseason then they already blew it uh but we'll include what little we know about the new player uh because as it happens we're recording late enough that we have this information now uh but before we get to that in case anyone doesn't know who one or the other of us are let's do some quick introductions because maybe you're watching or listening because you're a fan of ovi and you're like who's this other guy uh well I've been covering reality TV since pretty much the very beginning. Uh, I ran a website called Reality News Online, and I'm mostly known nowadays for survivor coverage. But on that website, I used to write about everything, including Big Brother from Big Brother 2 on. I did not write about Big Brother 1, which is fine because everyone wants to forget that anyway. Uh, But from Big Brother 2 on, I had been writing about it. And just as I created rules for winning Survivor, I also created them for Big Brother. Now, we'll talk about those rules in a bit. and You can see a poster version uh, of the Survivor rules on the wall behind me. Um, Each week, as people were voted out, I would write a column about why that person lost. Uh, Hence the name of the podcast. Uh, the, The column eventually turned into a podcast here on RHAP. And then we expanded back into Big Brother World again for All-Stars in season 22. Now, we ended up skipping last season because my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer in June uh, of last year. But I am happy to say that the cancer appears to be gone and she's doing very well. Uh, So now, if you want to hear more about me, I've told more of these stories in other places, including a lot of things that have Nothing to do with podcasting uh, on an interview I just did with Matt Scott on the Pod Friends podcast a couple weeks ago. So I encourage anyone to give that a listen. Um, Now, Ovi, for anyone who somehow doesn't know you, what would you like them to know? Well, David, I mean, I think you put it best. I think David's resume essentially does him a disservice because David does everything, essentially. So he, he encapsulated that perfectly in a small way. But for some people who might be new to me and are a big fan of David and are coming in here and who is this guy? Well, um, I, my name is Obi Kabir. I was a contestant on Big Brother 21. Uh, my time there lasted as quick as maybe this, uh, this, inter- this whole episode will be. <laughs> but uh, they, they kept me around a little longer for different twists. And so I got a lot of experience from that. And afterwards, the show, I kind of made some more connections through the cast, through this reality TV community and kind of really pushed my love for it. So since then, I've been part of this reality TV family from starting a creative agency where we represent reality TV personalities, from working with nonprofits where we bring people from the reality TV world connected with nonprofits to help good causes. So uh, I've always wanted to do some form of a podcast like this where I can actually just talk to people who are interested in this stuff. And so I'm just happy to be here. All right. Um, Well, okay. To start with now, after that, let's briefly go over the rules. Uh, I should note that there is a full version available at robhasawebsite.com slash big brother rules. Now that 
still has a picture for Big Brother 22 and says it's for Big Brother 22, but nothing significant has changed to the rules. Uh, and they are similar to those for Survivor. Um, as a matter of fact, many of the rules overlap quite a bit. Um, so to just run through them very quickly, uh, the first rule is to scheme and plot. The second rule is not to scheme and plot too much and to keep your scheming secret, which is especially important in Big Brother. Uh, third, to be flexible, which is even more important in Big Brother because this game has so many more twists than even Jeff Probst's new Survivor. And Julie said in her interviews that there are even more on top of that this season. Uh, so even though, you know, we're, we're a strategy podcast. And like I said, the first rule is to scheme and plot play strategically. The show does everything it, it can to kind of throw your, throw you off your strategic game, uh, which can be a little annoying when you're trying to discuss strategy, but hey, it, we, we will still do our best. Um, now the, uh, the fourth rule is to not let your emotions control you, which of course can be difficult when locked in a house, with the same people for 80 days. Mm -hmm. Um, fifth is to pretend to be nice and play the social game, <laughs> which also has portions noting that you should act like an adult. Don't drink too much. Don't be lazy or show bad habits and keep your politics and controversial beliefs to yourself. Uh, some of these are the same as Survivor. Some of them, like act like an adult and don't drink too much. Those are more specific to Big Brother. Um, the sixth rule is to not be too much of a threat. Seventh is completely specific to Big Brother, and that is trust almost nobody. Um, and then we go to Appendix A, which we'll talk about later in the season, which is the jury phase of the game. Now, I should note that these are rules for someone who wants to win. We know sometimes people are there for other goals. And that's, of course, up to them if that's what they want to do. But our coverage is in terms of doing what is necessary to move along in the game and eventually win it. If you feel you've won it by representing something else, that's great. We're still going to discuss why you lost the game. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I mean this is what this podcast is for. I think there's a lot of podcasts out there, coverage where it talks about what's going on in the house. What, um, and what the, the game is so great because it encapsulates what's inside society in the game and outside of it. It's both sides of the game because it's live time. But I love this podcast. I loved it for so long. It's what we do. We talk about essentially how this person got the A to B to win or lose the game. So, if you guys like to talk about strategy, game theory, and see the insights in David Bloomberg's Seven Commandments, right? They're the rules <laughs> of why Blink lost. I think this is the place for you, and I hope you stay for this episode and the rest of it. Yes. Yeah. All right. For our preview, we want to put our own little twist on it as we give our first impressions based on our experience with the show and also how uh, we think they'll do in terms of the rules. Uh, now, before that, uh, I do want to mention that although the Big Brother rules are similar to the Survivor rules, um, I do have, we do have the Survivor rules in a shorter and much more colorful version in poster form, as I mentioned. Uh, and anyone can get those at robhasawebsite.com slash YX Lost Feed. Go scroll down to the poster, click on it. Uh, we have 
also T-shirts. We have mugs. Um, we also have a different type, the checklist uh, oh, version. Um, yes. So, uh, again, that's robhasawebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. Uh, maybe we'll try to get something for Big Brother. We don't have anything specific yet. We'll see. Now, the shirt that I'm wearing uh, is not specific to anything. It is. It's one I like. I, I, I helped uh, design it. It's it, honesty, loyalty, integrity. Because that, we know, is what's most important. Uh, except what the back says is scheme and plan. <laughs> because you may show honesty, loyalty, and integrity that. to the front, but you always want to scheme and plot behind their back. So, <laughs> so you can I get that shirt by clicking around, too. We can get you one. I, I uh, need one of them. <laughs> Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We're back, so let's get back to the show. All right. Well, we can get to the let's players to it. now. Uh, we will start with, uh, we'll go in alphabetical order by first name. Uh, we'll start with Alyssa, who is a 24-year-old marketing rep from Sarasota, Florida. Uh, she thinks she'll be underestimated and may annoy people by talking a lot. What immediately annoys me is when Mike Bloom asked her if she would rather flip the votes to help her individual game or go with the house to help her alliance. She said she would go with the ho- with the house because if you flip the vote, They'll find out it was you. Uh, maybe she didn't understand the question because in every situation, you should do whatever is better for your own game, not your alliance. Uh, but she says she's watched every season. So I, I, I don't know. Like I said, maybe she just misunderstood the question. Maybe she did. And I think it's funny because I think what we'll see a common trend go on. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Big Brother cast, like the people who choose to cast, they do like a random name generator and just put it in random. Because Alyssa, we had the same Alyssa, the same name Alyssa from last season, who also lived in Sarasota, mm-hmm. uh, who was a super. So I think it's just kind of ironic there. I, yeah, I, I, and I, I think Rob uh, even said they know each other. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, I get 
All Alyssa's in Sarasota know each other. Exactly. There's probably like a Facebook fan club of just Alyssa's. So it's like, if you're Alyssa, you join there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that my first impression from her seemed like somebody who would get into a large alliance and kind of play safe. I don't mm-hmm. think they want to make big waves. And I think for us as fans watching outside, it might be a little bit boring. The strategy for itself might be good because they'll lay low. It doesn't seem like first glance she'll be a first target. She might make it through pre-jury quite simply and then ramp it on jury. So not exactly the most exciting game from what I'm seeing so far, but it's just interviews. But it could get exciting down the line. So right. within the seven rules, uh, she hasn't broken any yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Amira, who is a 31-year-old content designer from Westminster, Maryland. What are your first thoughts on her? You know, she seemed fun, outgoing. And what I noticed was she had a bit of a Southern charm. We didn't really have many folks on this cast that seemed like they had a Southern accent or really embodied the South. I think she really did. And I think that might help her charm her way through. Or it could kind of alienate herself because I think one thing we see so prevalent in Big Brother is regional connections. Mm-hmm. people from the same region tend to connect really well from the Northeast, whether it's the West Coast. So, uh, But from what I saw, it seemed like she came there to play. I think she's going to use her charm to go there, but I do worry that she could be somebody who might be a target in the beginning because she might seem to somewhat different with the Southern background and just her strategy wise as well. Yeah, I mean, I saw her, I, I, I did see her as possibly someone who could be targeted early, but for a different reason, because she said she's going to be straightforward, whether that mm-hmm. means being nice or mean, and people will always know how she feels. And both of these immediately set off red flags in the Rule 5 department, because you should always pretend to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even said later that she's afraid she could say something that offends someone or hurts someone's feelings. And yet it doesn't seem like she's going to take any steps to avoid this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's t- sometimes they say something in an interview to get some reactions versus mm-hmm. how they do in there. I, I asked some of my followers what they thought about each contestant. And I found it very split. Some people said she's going to have, she's going to stick her foot in her mouth too many times. And some people said she's going to be a low key mastermind. So I'm interested to see where, cause there's a big spectrum between, both of those categories yeah. to see where she falls under. Yeah. Um, now, another thing that's uh, a little unrealistic uh, with her is that she only wants to be in an alliance with those who are dedicated to her alliance. I've got bad news. That's not going to happen. Um, and you shouldn't think about people playing for your alliance, but rather people playing for themselves. It's, you know, you have to realize everyone should be playing for themselves. Um. She seemed to understand this when answering Mike Bloom's questions about playing individually. And she even said that uh, she's going to think long term the whole time. That's the right attitude, but I still worry about the fifth rule. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Next up is Brittany, a 32 year old hypnotherapist from Atlanta, who is apparently saying she's a toy testing researcher. Um, now, I normally say there's little point in lying about your job, but in this case, I could easily see someone trying to blame her as a hypnotherapist for changing their minds on a vote or something, you know. Um, but that aside, I I do like that she is coming in prepared. She's watched every season. 
She said she has over 40 pages of notes on things to try in the house, but also that she wants to be adaptable, which, of course, is good for the third rule. Uh, she knows she wants to get rid of the big threats. Uh, and it, who she labels as those who are uh, both strong and smart. And, and so, you know, she's paying attention to the sixth rule, too. And I feel like she had the best answer to Us Magazine's question about who to bring to the final two. Because mm-hmm. she said, it's easy. You bring the person you can beat because it's a game. Uh, you know, she's a super fan. She seems to have thought a lot of things through. So I am liking Brittany. Uh, Finish. Yeah, no. no I am, okay. And I also, I, I, we're doing this live. So I'm pretty sure I might have mixed up Amira with uh, Jasmine. So people who are going to come say the Southern Axe, I think I got those mixed up. So I'll come huh. back with that. So that's uh, <laughs> the reason my tell might have been different there. But Brittany, so she is a hypnotherapist. And when I was watching her interview, I felt like she was using it on me because she was so engaging. I mean, she was right up to the camera. Yeah, she, she was, was the only one like up here. And yeah. you were just like, whoa, this is very different. And she she knew exactly how she wanted to answer it. I think she is very acutely aware of how she portrays herself. And that is a plan. Um, I really think that her answers had a level of self-awareness to it. She has a strategy in there. And I love the question when like you said that, like, are you going to bring the person or who are you going to bring there? And she said, I'm here to win the $750,000. I can make these connections outside the house. She understands that this is a game and that alumni far before her have made really evil moves against each other and become friends afterwards. She understands it. And I think that's going to help her to remember that 90 days relationships means nothing at the end of the game because you want to win that and you can secure that later on. So I am very excited about her. At first, when I just read about her stuff, the little they gave us, I was kind of like, okay, Watching her interview, she's made me a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Now, she also said she loves Nicole Anthony, uh, Mm -hmm. which was good for Big Brother 21. Maybe not so much for her performance in 22. uh, But Brittany even referenced that. So, you know, she she acknowledged it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a fan of Nicole Anthony as well. So I think it was a a combination there. So I'm excited to see. All right, we can move on to Daniel, who is a 35-year-old Elvis impersonator in Vegas. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Um, Daniel, okay. He is either going to fly too close to, sun, to the sun <laughs> or be right there. Because I have so many red flags when Daniel is talking about things. Because they sound like good ideas, and I think he's aware of how he needs to play the game, but I'm so worried that he's going to overplay it. And he's been talking about, he's been a fan for, I believe, about 10 years he's been applying for the show. And he said that when he comes to it, there's not a single competition he's going to throw, and the only ones he's going to throw are the competitions that, like, he can't physically win. So he's going to pretend he threw it. And I was thinking, I was like, that strategy is a very interesting strategy. Um, I, I worry, my only concern is that he might, he loves the game so much. He might be so excited to play the game, go in there with a plan that it might be difficult for adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's watched every U S season plus Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, we know he listens to big brother podcasts. Uh, so that's obviously good. Um, he, he did say, I, I thought this was, uh, interesting. He said the best advice he got was more related to showbiz. Uh, but he was told, uh, I think, by a clown 
Um, <laughs> you you got to do what you got to do in order to get where you're going, uh, which, you know, that's pretty solid when you think about it, I guess. Uh, he does think people will perceive him as loud and obnoxious because, well, he's loud. Um, and he, he seems to have a good sense of humor. I think he'll settle in nicely, but he definitely does risk the things that you mentioned. Um, like Brittany, he said he knows he needs to keep friendships separate from the game and he's here to win the money. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good news in there. The big question is, will he overplay? Like you said, will he break the second rule? We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait to see because I think he could go great, amazing if he doesn't win HOH. But I worry that if he wins HOH, he gets HOH-itis. And then yes. the next week he's out. I can see that story from But I'm hoping I'm wrong. I yeah. do like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is Indy. Uh, she is a 31-year-old corporate flight attendant living in L.A. She said the best advice she got for Big Brother is life advice. Do your part and let God be God. Well, I'm sure Julie will be thrilled with that. And you know Julie's going to bring that up. But it's not terribly helpful here. Um, Another thing that's not helpful is she's said she's not going to waste her time, her words, thinking about how other people will will perceive her. Now, um, Indy, you you do know this whole game is literally about how other people perceive you. Um, So the idea, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, it's... It's like in poker. You can't just think about how you're playing. You always have to think about how the other people think you're playing. So if you're bluffing all the time and you don't understand why people aren't falling for your bluffs, it's probably because they perceive you as someone who's bluffing all the time. You need to know that to win. So for her to consider that a waste of time is not real good um but she also said other things that make me think she doesn't really know a whole lot about the game um or isn't playing it as a game uh she said she would go along with the house she would help other people Uh, she said even if it's about winning we also have a life game so it's all about other people as well Again, this goes back to what I said earlier. Uh, it, she wants to play that way. She's welcome to it. But when she loses, which is probably going to be pretty early, <laughs> we're going to be talking about it. Um, it sounds like last season was the only one she's watched. Uh, I can very confidently state she will not be our winner. Wow, you put it on there, David. I mean, I, I don't want to agree with you on everything. Here, the thing is, but she was one of the folks that I don't think she realized what show she might be on. <laughs> um, to put it bluntly, I, I just think the answers from and like again, I don't think she's there to play the game because I don't think she knows the game she signed up for. Right. Uh, so we're gonna see. I think two ways this could go. Right. I think it's a very fir- easy first boot because I think the people we have here are players. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder that some of these players might be thinking that there's no chance in the world she's going to win. She is that person I want to take to the end. Um, so 
Indy might find that if she realized that and gets through the first two weeks, she might be able to play up that she knows really nothing about this game. Um, if that's truly the case, unless she fooled all of us, she might be a mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think we're going to see her out early or she could be a pawn because I, uh, yeah, I, I think this cast is here to play the game and they want to play with people who know the game already. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is uh, Jasmine, who you may have mentioned already. Uh, She's a 29-year-old entrepreneur from Atlanta. Um, Now, you already talked about, well, you may have already talked about, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I think it makes a lot more sense when people are going to watch this and realize what I was talking about, Southern Charm. I think Jasmine has a bit of a Southern Charm, and I worry about, though, the regional. I don't know how many people we see are from the South in this Mm -hmm. cast right here. I'd have to double check there. I mean, I know we have some from Florida. But I wonder, like, what her, how her approach will be with this thing. I think she could either be, again, a mastermind, like a lot of my followers were saying, or she could be very quickly outed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she said the best advice she received is, well, basically rule seven, trust no one. Um, other than that, she didn't have a whole lot to say that I saw. Uh, she did mention she'd go with the house to help her alliance, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense in relation to what she said about trusting no one. And she also said she'd bring her tight ally to the end because she likes a challenge. <sighs> um, you know, but at like the that. same time, she says she's watched every season. I, I guess she hasn't watched closely enough. I, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. She, We'll have to wait to see about her. I don't think I have enough information yet. I want to see more of her than anybody to figure out whether it's going to be, she could be a great star or not. And we'll have to wait to see. This next person, though, I'm very interested about talking about. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because I was just, as it happened, I was looking at the official CBS website just as I'm looking at pictures to remind me. And they go from uh, Jasmine to Kyle. And I'm like, well, wait, it doesn't, that's not alphabetical. Then I realized they put Joe Pooch under P. They they put him <laughs> under his nickname. So we'll go with him in alphabetical order according to his actual name, Joe. But yeah. Recognize that apparently he's going to be called Pooch on Pooch. the show. Uh, he is a 24-year-old assistant football coach from Boca Raton, but originally Staten Island. Um, the best advice he got was to show you're a trustworthy person. So again, honesty, loyalty, and um, that is wise advice. Uh, he, he thinks he'll be able to make people laugh, which is also good in terms of social play. And he says he's a level-headed guy who can stay calm even when other people are freaking out, which will be helpful in terms of the fourth rule. Most importantly, Pooch makes it clear every time I say that. Uh, Pooch makes it clear that he's here to win for himself and his family Though he also does say he wants to make it exciting to watch, which sometimes works against playing to win. So we'll have to see about that. I um, My favorite comment I got about him was, as a grown man, I don't think I can call another person Pooch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I think we're going to be saying the name Pooch a lot of, through the season because I'm high on Pooch. I, I, I know a lot of people from the interviews he did. But I really get a sly, cunning, like, I think similar to Brittany, he's kind of aware of who he is. And he can play, if he can play that jokester really well, mm-hmm. be smooth, get into the lines, I think he can play a lot of different angles. Um, I think he understands he wants to make 
genuine connections with people, but can cut them as he talked about that in the interview. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's a feeling again, like we always have our token Staten Island person. They always love casting. That's their favorite pool. They already know they're going to get somebody from Staten Island. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm a little high on Pooch, so we're going to have to see. Um, but I do have a feeling that he's going to stick to these roles that we have here pretty closely. So, um, and, and as a assistant football coach, my hope is that he's dealt with people with high tempered thoughts, you know, whether it's on the field, outside the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that he can navigate, you know, some of the house guests in a similar manner. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we move on from Pooch, or it's a good thing they called him Pooch instead of Joe, because the next up is Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, who is the replacement for Marvin. Um, now, Joseph is a 24-year-old lawyer in Florida. Um, I don't know, Ovi, if you had a chance, really, to uh, uh, look into him much, because uh, I know you were traveling just before, just before we recorded. Um, and he was, I mean, like the, the announcement that Marvin was gone and Joseph was in came about an hour before we recorded and we're recording fairly late. Uh, so, um, but, uh, I, I looked around a little bit. He apparently, uh, just graduated from law school in December, passed the bar in April. Um, at least from what I could tell from a quick online search. He appears to work for a clean energy company, uh, like solar and wind. That you know, that seems good. You did your digging. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn are wonderful. <laughs> um, and uh, now, although he was a last-minute replacement, uh, Mike Bloom and Shannon Tharp, uh, Sharon Tharp, sorry, uh, managed to get quick interviews from him, which came in just under the wire before we recorded. Um, unfortunately, he answered the first question from Sharon about whether he'd take a close ally or someone he knew could he could beat to the end. He said a close ally because they might deserve to win just as much as him. I I I, I don't really have words to to go further that, on that. I, that's I think, the worst word you can say to David. You, yes, you can say a worse sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. He said he's watched Big Brother, quote, sporadically, but saw all of last season. Um, he believes people will view him as all brawn and no brain, which makes me wonder if he plans to lie about being an attorney, because if he told them he was an attorney, they obviously wouldn't think he was no brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I believe Xavier last season the one season that he's watched in full lied about his uh, uh, profession. Um, So I suspect that that's what's going to happen. Um, One thing that may work to his uh, advantage is he said he doesn't really sleep. Uh, He eats, (laughs) he exercises, he doesn't really sleep. Now he thought it might annoy people. I think it may benefit him because so much scheming happens mm-hmm. late at night. And if other people are going off to bed, he can keep on going. He'll never feel FOMO. He'll always right. be there. He, he, uh, I, I think it's interesting because, yeah, David, essentially, I, w- I was driving as a four-hour trip to back to the apartment. And I'd say 30 minutes out, I get a text from David to show him a screenshot of that one of the house kids has been replaced. And I'm like, yeah. man, all right, 
You had one job. You released yeah. the cast almost 24 hours before the premiere, and we still had to get to, like, uh, we could go all day about that. But what I'll say about Joseph, two things I find interesting. He, even though he did just pass his bar, he's 24. It's quite a young age, usually, than you see the average person going crossing bar becoming an attorney, a lawyer. That means he had to finish his graduate at least by 21, three years of law school, unless he did an accelerated program, and had time to study for the bar and pass the summer. So, I mean, this Joseph has to be somewhat smart, you know? Like he I believe, has to have I a believe his it. Facebook page also said some sort of honors program. Yeah, so, so I, he, he's a smart guy. My only concern, this is me probably just kind of speculating. He can't know the game very much because I just don't know many people who just finish up the bar and are like, let's do a reality TV show. Let's do Big Brother out of any show out there where I'm going to be recorded and all this. So I, I and like from his interviews or from some of the things I could see, that it doesn't seem like he's a super fan. Um, so yeah. that could either... <laughs> And here's the thing, in a season where there's a lot of super fans, which there are a good amount, that could actually help him in a way, because if people know he's not a super fan, maybe he'll be a little bit more chaotic, or they might want to work with somebody they can kind of show the game, or they just won't believe. So, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, luck, luck fell on him today, though. Yes. Less than 24 hours, he's going <laughs> into the house. So, yeah, yeah. Now, we won't be talking about Marvin. Uh, even though I had a whole paragraph already written, you know, in my notes, I do want to take a moment to say what a shame it is that we won't mm-hmm. get his insight into the game. Uh, because, for example, in his Us Magazine interview, he said if Derek hadn't been in Cody's season, Cody would have won. And the way he talked about it, it caused me to wonder how Cody would do on a season that didn't include Derek, like maybe an all-star season. Marvin didn't seem to recognize that such a thing had actually occurred, you know? And so clearly Marvin was not a super fan either. Um, You know, uh, he missed the fact that Cody did actually win two years ago. (laughs) It's a small fact. You know, it's just uh, (laughs) an all-star winner, Cody Calafiri. I will say this, and we don't need to talk too much about Marvin, but... He was the person I got the most overwhelming responses about people really rooting for him. I think that he has such a charisma and an absolute joy about entering the house that we don't always see of house guests. People are excited to go in. He was excited like this was, you know, a softball tournament. He was about to jump. Like He was just super excited to do it. And I, knowing his background and some other information about him, I was really excited to see him play. So, um I, I, I'm hoping Joseph can live up to the expectation that Marvin left us before his pleading, what, yes. eight hours with us. But, um, yeah, we will have to see. Yeah, I mean, there's speculation as to why Marvin was swapped out. Uh, we do know he was on this season of America's Got Talent. Um, and, I, I mean, some people are like, well, how could CBS not know that? Well, they did know that. It's obvious they knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharon... Uh, confirm that they know that, that you know that's obviously not the reason now could it be that america's got talent didn't know he was about to be on big brother and perhaps was like um we have this contract here that limits his appearances on tv uh to like not the same summer you can't be on two different networks the same summer that would be my bet it, yeah i just 
I don't know how there like I do know how there wasn't cross checking because my season was a victim of not enough cross checking. <laughs> but I do think it speaks to the character that Marvin in the same summer was able to get cast on two huge level shows, and I am really sad that we missed it because they must have both seen something incredible in him mm-hmm. that we're sadly going to miss on the Big Brother side of things. So maybe next summer will be his calling. But I just I don't understand how less than twenty four hours you can't do a quick double check at this point just release it on the day of like like just don't even release you know it's uh because if he was in the house then what are they gonna do you know <laughs> I mean, well it depends they- if the lawyers from from america's got talent start talent. calling them up you know <laughs> I, a production evicty right there <laughs> yeah yeah all right um well next up is kyle uh, he is a 29-year-old from Bountiful, Utah. He is unemployed. Um, I, you want to go ahead and uh, give your first thoughts on him? So he seemed, I'm going to speak strictly on the interviews first, and I'll let you maybe extrapolate a little bit more, <laughs> David. Um, from what it seems like, <laughs> Kyle seems like the player we've seen previously where they want to play in a big alliance. Like, I don't feel like he wants to make a move to shake up things. I think he knows exactly the spot he wants to play in a version of, without him realizing, but a pretty boy's position in Big Brother Canada 6 or a uh, BB-12, uh, the Horseman, the, uh, something in that nature where he has stronger males around him or some bigger alliance to kind of insulate himself. Um, that's kind of the strategy seemed like that he wanted to play. I think the safe strategy, I think, there's a strong chance that uh, it could work for him. But also, I don't know, maybe he has some other things in his background that might kind of come in conflict <laughs> with some of the other house guests that I think this game's a social game. So there's certain things you probably shouldn't talk about in that Big Brother house, but some things inevitably when you're stuck there for 90 days and you run out of stories to tell, people start finding out a lot about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to that, I'll also mention, yeah, he he considers himself chill and calm uh, mm-hmm. and also thinks he can be nice and make people laugh. Uh, he's watched a number of seasons, but really likes Tyler Crispin and his final two deals with different players in the house. Everyone loves Tyler Crispin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it must have been one of the seasons they played yeah. for him in the quest. Um, you know, that part's a good idea, I guess. I'm. Honestly, if it weren't for his background that people on social media dug up about him, I that's all I have to say. I have nothing more. He gave us almost nothing, which is interesting <laughs> because the Internet got a lot more. Yes, give us nothing. Yeah. I mean, he has a fairly popular TikTok account, certainly a lot more popular than mine. Uh, I think someone said about 500,000 uh, yeah. subscribers to it, followers. Uh, pretty dang big. Um, if you know, I, I did not check out, I should have, I didn't check out the TikTok account myself, but that's what I saw. Um, he has some political views that many people are going to consider problematic. Uh, he took some pictures that people are going to consider problematic. He did some videos that people will consider problematic. Um, as you said, it'll be interesting to see how he handles his particular political and other views inside the house when it comes to the fourth rule. Yeah, no, I, I, here's the thing. It's like, it's the reality of it, regardless of what part of, you know, 
the political spectrum you feel you're, you're on, people disagree about these type of, it's very heated. And mm-hmm. so within this house that if they, regardless of how you as a viewer might feel about it, if somebody in that house has this disdain for your political beliefs, that causes friction immediately. And so the last thing you want to do causing the house is something outside of the game you want to cause friction because then that limits your possibility to work with them and also get jury votes because that's an important thing. So right. I, I think uh, there's a chance he can play really smart and he can kind of find that lane where I think he might not talk about certain things that might make somebody feel some sort of way because we are talking about how to win the game. I'm not talking about his own person, but how to win the game. Right. You want to be as unproblematic on both sides of the unproblematic as possible. But I don't know. With his TikTok following, he understands how to create content, how to engage with masses. But is he able to engage with masses without keeping some of those things in it? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it comes into play because we know from the interview with, with Julie Chen also that uh, there's going to be right off the bat, uh, some sort of audience viewer vote. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, can he turn his popularity to his favor? Favor? Yeah. Can other people turn his unpopularity against him? It depends how the vote goes. If the vote is vote in favor of someone to give them a power, he has a good chance of it because yeah. there's 15 other house guests and the vote will be split up amongst mm-hmm. them. However much people will try to organize, and we know it happens, it'll still be split up. If it's vote to do something to hurt this player, he may get that, too, because there's a lot of people who don't like him. I can I mean, just go to Twitter. You'll find it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all comes into play. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm not counting him out. He hasn't broken our rules, but uh, we'll we'll have to just wait and see. All right. Next up is Matt Turner, who apparently is going by his last name. Again, in the CBS uh, pictures, he is listed last because he goes by Turner. Um, He is a 23-year-old thrift store owner in New Bedford, Massachusetts. The key piece of advice he says he learned long ago and which he thinks is important in Big Brother is that your network is your net worth, which means his social game here. Um, we'll get to his social game outside of here in a minute. But, uh, you know, in the game, if he could make it work, that's good for the fourth rule. He does say he's playing for himself, not for an alliance. Uh, but. That's where the good news mostly ends because he says he wants to be, quote, an absolutely competition beast. And, quote, I think I'm absolutely going to run this game. Somehow he's going to do that by lying about his job. So he'll be perceived as someone who just floats around and doesn't have his wits together, which doesn't make sense because those are not the people who run the game. Um He also said he doesn't want alpha males in his alliance, even though he apparently plans to play like one. Um, But most importantly, when he listed some of his favorite players, he mentioned a friend of yours, David Alexander, who he called an icon. I, I, you're really going to make me say this literally on the stream, right? You're going to, you're going to bring out, you're going to invoke David's name here. Love David. It's no secret that I, I have uh, 
talked to David between any of his reality show appearances, and we've tried to prep for it. And I'm uh, shout out to him because he's doing a CBS challenge, and I'm hoping it does a little better than his Big Brother career. <laughs> but usually, fans of David either are his family, his loved ones, or very ironically love David <laughs> as a Big Brother fan. Uh, he's not exactly known for his strategic prowesses, but just you wait and see. So. Unless Matthew Turner has seen the CBS Challenge and knows something we don't know, I don't know exactly why he would hail David Alexander as his icon. But here's what I'll say about Matthew. I agree that I think he is very contradictory. Like, I think some of the things he wants to do and the way he feels are different, whether he wants to play like an alpha male but doesn't want to have alpha males in there. And I think something that people overestimate or underestimate that is so difficult in the house is that lying about something that's prominent in your life. So the reason why Xavier was so impressive that he was able to lie our this past Big Brother 23 winner about his profession, because you're stuck there. Keep in mind, no TV, no books, nothing really in there to entertain yourself except conversations. So when you take out a chunk of something that is so important to your life, your profession, that's really hard to navigate that and not stumble upon that. So overall already, Turner is a young younger person at 23 years old how many shared experiences do you already have to talk about at that time? So work is usually going to be something there. He's one on the younger end of the spectrum out of these casts. So him not even talking about him being an owner, a thrift store owner, I think, I also think, don't think that would be something that would hurt him. I don't think anyone's going to be like, we need to get him out. He's a thrift store owner. So let's, you know. So I, wor- I worry about that maybe his where his mindset is might be misdirected of what he needs to actually safeguard. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, uh, you know, Jessica and I have talked about it on Survivor um, in terms of, you know, lying about your profession. Now, Jessica was a prosecute is a prosecuting attorney um, and she lied about her profession. But uh, other people lie even when there's no good reason to and even when it's obvious. So her castmate, Brett, lied about being a police officer, even though. He is a police officer through and through, and other players saw that. He was like, uh-huh. I'm a funeral director, and they're all like, no, you're a cop. Um, and so, yeah, it just depends how, you know, how integral it is to your personality. Exactly. Um, now, for Mr. Turner here, uh, there has already been some dirt spilled about him. Uh, as I kind of hinted at in terms of his social game, uh, you know, uh, there has been some accusations, I believe, of bullying behavior, including from his own sister on Twitter. Um, that's not really great when you already have family members coming out against you as soon as you're announced. Um, no, we don't know what's going on there. That's, yeah. that, that's a family matter. Um, but. Obviously, hopefully that doesn't come into the house with him. Um, Also, he has a little bit of fame or infamy. Uh, Maybe you might be better at explaining that one because you said you had actually known about that a little bit. Well, it's interesting because I didn't even realize this was a Turner that was somebody. So um, a very prominent YouTuber, probably one of the most globally known YouTubers out there, Mr. Beast, essentially, uh, who has created a large following through doing extravagant giveaways different types of competitions things like that so from my understanding um i I didn't have a chance to really like fact check the but from my understanding turner 
worked under Mr. Beast before as some form of intern, photographer, videographer in some shape or form, and something went wrong there. And I believe that there was a termination involved and potentially some sort of legal assessment. I, from my understanding, is Turner walked away with some sum of money, whether it was through a agreement, something like that. But there was within the Mr. Beast and YouTube community, it was a big deal because Turner turned around and started talking openly about what happened. And so you have the Mr. Beast fans who has hundreds of millions of followers and then this person who's been working with him. So you had controversy ensue. Um, that coupled with, you know, the sister, his sister's testimonies about him, I think it uh, unfortunately paints a picture for us before we've even really met him. So again, I, I would like to see him in the house before I judge on these things, especially when family comes out of the woodworks to talk certain things. And that's not saying it's not valid, but also it's a he said, she said thing, you know? Right. Um, and I think it's important that we at least watch how he plays versus we don't know the experience of that person, what actually happened. It's just one person telling their side that I always do put a grain of salt, you know, when somebody, something happens like this until we see a little bit more. So yeah. unfortunately, though, Turner is not exactly a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it in better words. <laughs> All right. Well, we can move on to someone who may be a fan favorite, uh, mm -hmm. and that is Michael. He's a 28-year-old attorney, another attorney, uh, from Rochester, Minnesota. He says he wants to enjoy himself and not get really intense like he often does when playing a game. But if he's there for a while, I have to think that intensity will come out at some point. Uh, he's definitely got the nerd vibe coming in by his own admission. Um, that could, I, I worry that could cause him to be targeted if people uh, can perceive him as a threat for that reason, as sometimes happens. Uh, he's watched every season plus more international versions, etc. cetera. Um, I, I like that the type of player he doesn't want in his alliance are those who will just vote with the house because they aren't reliable. And even better is that he understands he has to play for himself because alliances eventually crumble and there can only be one winner. Plus, he was very clear in saying he would bring along another player who is easiest to beat at the final two because his goal is to win. I, I really like Michael, and I think like everything he said has stayed within our seven commandments, our seven rules. Um, I think there's a fire within him. I think, again, like you mentioned, there's a level of archetype dorkiness that comes with him. However, I do feel like that's a level of self-awareness he holds. And the way he communicated within the interview, seeing somebody who's very confident, they are confident in their dorks. They're confident there's certain things that they like that might be considered, you know, nerdy or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think there's a um, quirkiness to him. And I think that will work well with his charisma. So I'm hoping, like you said, that I think he's smart enough to know how he needs to play the beginning stages of the game, ramp it on, and then start turning on different people so yeah i'm excited to see how he plays he's 28 he's attorney he has an experience as it so that means there's a level-headedness to him um and from his cast photo if we can push it out there down later on it does he loves cats he's wearing a cat shirt literally in his cat photo so um i think i think we'll we'll see some interestingness come from him yeah yeah all right. Uh, next up is Monty, uh, a 27-year-old personal trainer from Bear, Delaware. Uh, what, what do you think about Monty? Monty. I, 
Monty could either go up in flames <laughs> or do really well. I think, you know, there's no in-between there. From his interviews, he talks about he really wants to make – I think there was one question that hit me well with him was that they asked him how would you play with it as the HOH, you know, would you take out something strategic or not. Most players said we're going to take out somebody strategic. They want to go for the big moves. He mentioned that he wants to make the move that feels right to the alliance that he's in. So for my thought set, that means he wants a big alliance and let them dictate moves for him. I don't feel like Monty is going to be the type of person to be the driver in the beginning. I think he wants to take a backseat played out and maybe try to minimize any threat level that might come from him from being physical, being strong as he is a personal trainer. So downplaying his competition prowess. So we'll, we'll see. I, I want to see how his I want to see how his social game is compared to what we can easily see it from the view is that he's mm-hmm. going to be hopefully good in competition. But I want to see what his social game is going to look like because we don't have a cast of alpha males. He might kind of fit that thing, so that could be a target for somebody. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is he's not just some sort of meathead because he has a mechanical yeah. engineering degree. Um, now, I will say I've known engineers who are also meatheads, uh, but um I, I mean yeah i could see him targeted as a competition threat but i really didn't get a whole lot more out of monty than that yeah um so yeah i just have nothing more to add with him we'll wait and see yeah now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. We're back. So let's get back to the show. So we could move to Nicole, who is a 41-year-old private chef chef from Fort Lauderdale. She says she's a fierce competitor who won't back down, which does ring some alarm bells for me. Um, Yet, even as that competitor, she said she wants to bring her ally to the end and, quote-unquote, beat the best, which is a phrase I hate. Um, you You know how else you beat the best? You vote them out. (laughs) <laughs> you, 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 that that's still if you win you have beaten everyone including the best um so yeah uh she also says she's pretty easygoing and super positive but i just don't get the i'm a competitor and i'm gonna bring someone who might be able to beat me to the end i guess maybe it's the whole beat the best thing but i, I uh, yeah I see her as a very straightforward player from what it seems like from her interview. She wants to be there to compete. She wants to play and she wants to, she, I think she mentioned she wanted to take, take out floaters potentially too, as well to ensure that she wants to play against the best. So mm-hmm. here's the, here's the worry part. I, I, I worry that she didn't come off maybe too strong, too straightforward. Um, and I think, you know, like you look at, she has a tattoo. She, she looks like somebody that like is going going straight forward knows what she wants um and she has a strategy in mind you know she she's confident in herself and that could be a great thing but also can hinder her if she doesn't hide that with some sort of humbleness in this cast here so i think this cast is going to look really quickly for people who they worry could be somebody who go for them they want to take people who are sly with them and i feel like 
she won't mind telling you to your face that, hey, I might put you up, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see. She And I think, which is surprising to say, but I think she won't, might be one of our older house guests there when she's only 41. Um, she's but the I, second oldest. Exactly. So I don't know if that's going to be much of a difference for her. She's a private chef, so she's been around different, probably mm-hmm. very diverse, different type of people. So uh, we'll just have to see if that is a factor, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can move to Paloma, who is a 22-year-old interior designer from San Marcos, California. What are your thoughts on her? Uh, she seemed like she knew what she was. She wanted to do. She talked about the game in a way, and she seemed very confident in herself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if you can you if you can help me recall who did she say she reminded her? Did she say Kyla Crispin was the guy version of herself? I think I don't remember. I didn't take as many notes on that particular thing, unless they related to you. She 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 said something of that sort that I it gave me a little pause. That was like that doesn't seem who I would think you would want to embody yourself as or play as. Uh, I don't know. I I don't really have much to say about her. She's one of the younger house guests we have here, interior designer. So I I think the only maybe worry when we have younger house guests get go there is their life experience when you're talking with somebody who might be a little bit older and you might feel a gap there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said her father is a psychologist who told her sit back, listen, observe. All of that is mm-hmm. smart, uh, good play. Um, one thing that might not be as good is she said she's a team player and would go with the house rather than make a move that helps her individual game. Again, you always want to help your individual game. Sometimes that does mean going with the house, but it's not one or the other, you know. Um, Another thing she said, she'd take her strong ally to the end because they would be evenly matched, which, again, doesn't make any sense. You don't want someone who's evenly matched. You want someone who you can beat. Exactly. That's why we have the rules. Yes. How you win. All right. Moving on. uh, Next up is uh, Taylor. 27-year-old personal stylist from West Bloomfield, Michigan. Um, I laughed at the advice she got from her mom, which is to let people think she's stupid. And really, that's not horrible advice, and it would certainly help with the sixth rule. Uh, But she says she's here to play a hardcore game and wants people in her alliance who are good at strategizing, particularly so she doesn't have to. That last part's a little bit of a head-scratcher, because. If I personally were to describe a hardcore game, strategy would be at the center of it, just like it's the first rule. But clearly to her, it's not, or maybe it's all part of the appearing to be stupid thing. I, I agree. So I am very high on Taylor Hale because mostly about her background, I'm very impressed with. Okay. So from within the pageantry world that she was Miss Michigan, she won there. Um, incredible speaker i think what we saw with her interview skills the way she's able to convey what she wants to talk about and move it towards her goal was really impressive compared to some of the other house guests but i think what's important to note that i believe when she competed in miss usa whether even though she didn't place in there she won miss congeniality meaning she was voted by all the other contestants as her favorite person Uh, and i don't know if that was in usa pageant or was in miss michigan pageant but she was already has won some form of being the favorite of different people. So I think we're going to see that in a house that she 
knows the game. She said she was a super fan there. And so I, I really did appreciate that she talked about she wouldn't mind cutting somebody. She wants to win the game. She doesn't want to bring somebody she wants to compete hard against. She wants to bring somebody she knows she can beat. So I think she's going to be – she might be able to employ the strategy of lay low, play a little dumb, smile here and there, and then come out and start backstabbing and, you know, trying to make sure – and she's one of the few people who did mention jury management a good amount within her interview. So mm-hmm. that's something I did appreciate as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, as our final contestant, we have Terrence, uh, the oldest Terrence. player at 47, a bus driver in Chicago. So I'm immediately rooting for him because he's the <laughs> oldest and he's from Chicago. Uh, plus, he says he's funny and sarcastic, which are qualities I certainly like also. Um. Where he loses me a bit is in saying he doesn't want to align with an overthinker and wants to always stick with the regimented plan. But then he explained in his Us Magazine interview, uh, he explained it a little bit better. And I think he's talking about sticking with a long-term plan like Xavier did last season. So that may make a bit more sense. Um, but then he lost me again when he told us magazine that he would choose to go to the end with his ally, even if it's going to be close. Cause what did he say? Oh, you want to beat the best and earn it. Stop it. Just <laughs> stop it. Uh, you know, I, I, I am, uh, I, I like Terrence. I like Terrence Higgins. Mm-hmm. I think one of the older castmates you have on the season, I think he's going to bring a lot of life to like experience in there. I think he's going to have great conversations to talk about. Um, like you said, I, I'm a little confused about his game because I think he knows the game, how he wants to play, but I do think he's the type of player will value personal relationships in there and try, might try to put them over the game portion sometimes. He might try to stick his, stick his neck out for somebody else. He gives me kind of vibes of uh, a Cliff Hogg, you know, um, and well, I'm biased. I like Cliff Paul. He was my yeah. season. One of you know, the few friends I had on there. And I think we might see that level of humor. Um, regardless, I think whether Terrence Higgins is our winner or while well, we have to do an episode of why he lost, I think he'll be a fan favorite. So I'm really hoping he stays around because I'm excited to see what he can bring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the cast. Um, so it's time for, uh, some final thoughts and predictions here. Um, right now I am liking Brittany and Michael the best because they both seem to most understand that this is a game. Um, if I'm going to pick one person who is the most likely to win, um, I guess, you know, this would be my official prediction of a winner pick. I'm going to go with Brittany because she also has some physicality. You know, she's a belly dancer. Um, you know, she's a, a therapist. She, you know, I do worry that, that either of them could get a little too into it, but I guess I'll make Brittany my winner pick. Um, okay. I'll also be rooting for Terrence as we just discussed um, and just hope he overcomes the weak spots. But yeah, I'm going to go with Brittany. I think that's a solid pick. I think Brittany would have been in my top three. Honestly, I think we were drafting here. I like Brittany. My only concern is if she, the hypnotherapy, if she goes a little bit, maybe a little too into certain things, whether she's talking about crystals, this and that from like maybe Christy Murphy from my season <laughs> or like Caitlin from BB 21, uh, you might, you, you might find yourself in a little bit of a hole with some of these folks, but 
Now, I, yeah, I will say from what I saw, I think she's like a real therapist, not yeah, like yeah. a Caitlin. I'm a life coach, um, you know, and I have crystals. I, I do think she's like a, an actual licensed therapist. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, well, then, yeah, I messed up <laughs> that prediction. But I, I think I will say um, my my winner pick is Taylor Hale. I, I, I am high on her. I think if we're going in the rules of the seven, I, I feel like there were things maybe, like you mentioned, that mm-hmm. a little bit eh on, but I felt like she excelled in some of the other categories. So I think we, I think she's my winner pick. I have okay. uh, confidence in her. So I, yeah, I, I think, the, I think the girls in this cast, the women in this cast are very strong. Yes. I, yes. I, I, I think the men on this cast might be some of the, this might be, we might see a difference this season. It might be a steamroll from the women's side. Cause some of these men here, I'm unsure of. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see you know, what happens. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of who might be the first person voted out, I swear I had Marvin listed in my original notes as the most no likely. <laughs> so who knew who could have seen how accurate that would be? He was so first out. He was out before it even started. Uh, the cast, right? He's that cast maker right now. That's right. So I'll go to my second most likely Indy, uh, because I don't feel like she particularly seems to understand the game, but I think you mentioned earlier, you know, if people are targeting threats right off the bat, India is not going to come up on their radar. So, you know, she could easily sail through for, for a while. And like you said, even go to the end as the clueless person they, they take. Um, we'll see if, if there's what we would call a typical first boot, Terrence mm-hmm. could be in trouble as the oldest player. Um, I'm I'm hoping that there's enough of an age range so that that doesn't happen. I, I hope so too. I mean, I think it's clear if we talk about Indy is your typical first boot, whether she does go home or not, or whether it's like, we should, we should get her out. And then midway through the week, when you put your pawn on there and then you're like, wait, hold on. Maybe we pawn some of your back doors because it'd be so easy to get somebody who could be really mm-hmm. good at this game. So if Indy just flails, I worry that she might, actually make it that would be her strategy to literally show as bad gameplay as possible like that should be her strategy going in there so i worry about who that pawn could be and i think there's a potential for that to be turner or nicole um just something there i don't know what we'll have to see whether Mm -hmm. somebody that's a little straightforward and i think like nicole might be somebody could be too blunt to like rub somebody the wrong way or Turner who might seem a little too sly and shady. All right. All right. So there we have it. There are our uh, initial impressions, our predictions. Um, Before we uh, finish up here, I want to remind everyone that the rules we just discussed uh, or at least uh, covered uh, somewhat are, uh, or the survivor version of them are available in poster form. Uh, again, you can go to uh, robhasawebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. And of course, they're also in you know, t-shirt and sweatshirt and mug. And there's also this uh, the checklist form. Uh, so again, uh, you can go there. Um, the, the other thing as we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out the RHAP patron program at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. 
Uh, you can get access to all sorts of extra things. There's going to be at least one, if not a couple, weekly podcasts that are for Big Brother. They're just for patrons. Um, there's the patron five for five, and there's more. Uh, and when Rob isn't talking directly to everyone, there's the Facebook groups, there's Discord to uh, keep people occupied with a great community of people uh, where you can talk about Big Brother, Survivor, life in general. So uh, everyone, you can support shows like ours and everything on the network by becoming a patron at robhaswebsite.com slash patron or just click on the link at that robhaswebsite.com slash feed page. Uh, and once uh, people get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello to me. Um, another place that people can say hello to either of this is on social media. So we have our uh, Twitter handles showing. I am at David Bloomberg. You are at the OV Kabir. Um, and uh, so anyone can find us there. Now, you are much more active on Instagram than I am. Um, I am uh, David.E.Bloomberg on Instagram. Uh, who are you on Instagram? I am fortunately just Ovi Kabir on Instagram. See, Ovi Kabir was taken on Twitter, so I had to add the D huh. on Twitter. So on Twitter, the Ovi Kabir on Instagram, Ovi Kabir. So. Okay. And like I said, you are much more active on Instagram. I need to learn from you on Instagram. Um, where I am it's more... It's suit season. We're going to get you in the summer fit, all right? Yeah, that should yeah. be the patrons only, all right? Yeah, subscribe, and you're, I don't think that's—I don't think that's an incentive. <laughs> we're we're going to do a whole calendar, all right? Jane, twenty twenty three, YX lost both David and I on the beach. That's exactly what you guys subscribe for. <laughs> you're you're scaring people away, though. You subscribe, uh, or we're sending each of you that. All right, that's, that's right. The, that's right. We will send it to you if you don't subscribe. <laughs> uh, now I am more active on TikTok than on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I am at David underscore Bloomberg there and I do, well, I have been even, even as we've stretched out this off season <laughs> between reality shows, I've been doing uh, a TikTok a day, uh, usually on wow. Survivor, looking, looking back at the season, looking back, I look back all the way to season five of Survivor and a uh, recent uh, pretty popular one, also covering a few other shows. Um, and, uh, you know, once big brother ramps up, there will certainly be big brother, uh, maybe the challenge, uh, who knows what else on, on my TikTok. uh, over you have TikTok also. I don't know how, uh, active, uh, you are on there. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not very, I, I would just say, follow me on Twitter. If you want to see me tweet about big brother. And then if you want to see cute photos of my corgi, follow me on Instagram, but uh, <laughs> we will be posting. Um, I'll be posting clips of this whole thing throughout Instagram. So if you want to see short forms of why X lost throughout the week, you can catch them on our Instagram and we'll repost and work with uh, the RHAP Instagram as well. So we can kind yeah. of, uh, you can see small, small parts of it. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of Twitter, yeah, I, I will be live tweeting uh, most of the time. Um, and so people should definitely follow us there. Know that there will be spoilers. It's big brother. There's always going to be spoilers. There will be live speed feed spoilers. You, you name it. It'll be there. Mm -hmm. Don't turn it. Don't go on social media. If you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. 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 Don't go on social media and then complain. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, about being spoiled, you know, social media is for <laughs> complaining. Other than that. Um, uh, everybody should also make sure you're subscribed to all of the RHAP podcasts by, again, you can go to the 
uh, YX Lost feed page. Um, there, there's great content on the wrap ups, uh, daily live feed updates, Big Brother Stock Watch, and much more. Uh, another podcast that everyone should definitely check out is the Purple Pants podcast hosted by Bryce Isaiah. Uh, each week, Bryce spices up your podcast feeds covering reality TV and popular culture. Uh, uh, Ms. Barb is there to pick up your spirits with her message each week. There's Casual Tea with Aman Adwin uh, covering pop culture. Aman, who was very much rumored to be on the season, alas, is not, obviously. Uh, each week, there's a new Freak of the Week along with his church announcements, and there's much more. So again, you know, uh, check out uh, Bryce Isaiah. He's an amazing guy. So check out the Purple Pants podcast. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up here uh, with a few thanks. Uh, thanks to Scott St. Pierre for the editing done on this podcast, uh, to Will from America for the theme song, and a big thanks to you, Ovi, for staying up till the wee hours <laughs> to do this podcast. Anytime. I'm excited for it. We're going to have a lot of late nights this season, but I think it's going to be worth it. I'm really excited to take this YX Lost uh, journey with you, David, and I can't wait to everyone watching this. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, and uh, hopefully you see our cast predictions, and some come true and some don't. So That's right. Well, hopefully they all come true. They'll, they'll, just they'll all come true. Absolutely. My winner pick. My winner pick, and when David loses, we're getting the calendar, all right? Ah, so that'll be our bet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, we will see everyone after the first boot of the season we'll talk to you then bye judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.